Today we have a special open sharing time. And this time is reserved especially for those who have went to Richmond. Technically Farmville, Virginia for the Longwood Conference. I was actually counting how many brothers and sisters went in my head. And there were almost 40 uh, who went amongst us to the conference. So um, I think, uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough time for everyone to share. But we do encourage, uh, if you can, to come up and share. And especially, uh, as Enoch mentioned as well, if you are from Manhattan and uh, we haven't heard from you in a while, it would be great to hear from you. Again, we do want to remind brothers and sisters that if you could uh, limit your sharing to 10 minutes, no more than 15, that way more brothers and sisters can share. So again, we do uh, desire to hear from brothers and sisters uh, on this matter of the king and the kingdom. Uh,弟兄们问一下,呃,今天的时候跟你们有没有要分享? So this is the first time I attended the Virginia Richmond Conference. Uh, it's a, a week of time, I feel like a living heaven. You haven't had a chance to experience, I encourage you to do, to do next year. So there are um, abundant messages, I cannot touch every aspect. I saw with Brother Dana's sharing. Uh, so he started his the first one, uh, his message is the first, uh, well, his is the first term in the conference and the last term. Uh, uh, so his point is, uh, he made, made it clear that, that uh, through the book of Isaiah. Now Isaiah sees the vision from the heavens. At that time, he, he really doesn't know what the king is and what the, what the king is. Because he sees the, the, the Judah the, the, is falling. And he, he expected the king died, he feels hopeless. So he doesn't know what to do and how to pursue the kingdom. Now the Lord gave him a vision. And, uh, something ascending in the cloud. 
Then he's fall down. And then, uh, and then the, he realized that uh, this is really the kingdom and the Lord calling say, I need someone to do his work. Now Isaiah says, I will. So Isaiah said, because he, has, he sees a vision, and he's willing to do everything for the kingdom of God. Now, through a few messages, and then Brother also mentioned that, uh, in, a, in, a, in a conference, he says, uh, as the conclusion of the, the last message, he says, when the, when the Lord really calling each one of us, so if Lord asks you to say, are you willing to do his work? Are you have confidence to say, Lord, I will? So there's a lot of messages that we need to learn during the flow of the process. So he says, well, we well, we know the kingdom's glory and we know his vision. Now how can you enter into that kingdom? One thing he mentioned that we need we need to surround our will and his will. Because uh, ourselves really we are incapable to do this. After you surround your well, now you have a faith in the Lord. And in the meantime, the Lord not say, okay, you surrender your well, so you go ahead, you, you, everything will be your own yourself. So this is not the case. The Lord also provides guidance and directions. And He will keep you proof. He will provide every single thing you need. Now, this will lead to another point which is obedience. Humility. So, at the point, you really you see the vision, and you work for the Lord, and you trust the Lord's guidance, and then you need, a, you, you, you need to have a humility. So it is a, a lifetime learning. And then especially for me, so I, I really say at the beginning I say, Well, what what to do with me? I, I don't have any really personal relationship to anything, so what does this message apply to me, myself? So, so later on I realized that uh, sometimes it's really, really, really tough to really do what the message says. And uh, another precious time with, with the fellowship during the messages, because we have a morning session, evening session. In the middle of the day, we have a fellowship with different brothers and sisters. And then one shooting point is that uh, how can we 
really
However, because he used the example of the Samaritan, um, the people from Samaritan um, helped the people with get robbed and and then lead to uh, almost dying in that case. Uh,他的有一个人在受伤被强盗强盗 uh, if they are not be believe the Lord, they are dying. And they don't know what is the way to the, the salvation. They don't know. So the neighbor today represents all the people who are, which is not saved. So are you really watching them dying? Or are you willing to do something for them? So we really we, we, we do need to not only just gather together, we really have our heart to the Lord to save those people to approach the gospels to other people. Yeah. And then I think my time's out. Um so thank you everyone. Two thoughts. Um, one is uh, one that really uh, the Lord spoke to me is about uh, the, the living um, the, the kingdom life. Because always the kingdom is a matter that doesn't seem to be practical or something that I can experience today. But after going to the conference, the Lord really spoke to me that uh, when we say uh, that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It, it means that we are bringing the kingdom into our lives in our circumstances. It's something that we experience now. And involves not only knowing that um, Christ is the King, as an objective fact, who He is. But it is in my life, in my situations, my everyday, what I go through. And uh, so this really, uh, uh, I've been going through quite a lot of things lately, difficulties. And then the, the Holy Spirit seems to be also making it clear to me that these are situations the Lord has allowed. That indeed I can place all these things under the feet of Christ. 
and knowing him as the head, knowing him as the king, and to be able to overcome, to be able to rise above all of them. So, um, but then one thing which Brother Kong spoke also that is, is, is very helpful to, to, to me. And that's relationship of the church and the kingdom. And then he said that the, the kingdom uh, builds the church. And then by that he meant that if we uh, know Christ the king, and live that kind of a life under the kingdom of God. That will build the church. So then suddenly it clicked. So if truly, you know, the Lord is, is in charge over my life, I'm living for Him. It will find its way in being built up together with the saints. Serving others. And that's how the kingdom is being manifested as being practically uh, worked into the lives of his children together. So, and then when he spoke about the, the two aspects, the, where there was mentioned about the, the two uh, uh, scenes of marriage. Uh, Uh, 来, 让主可以回来的, 就是心腹预备整齐的, 
and this is something which we need to do violence to ourselves. That we have allowed the Lord with His cross changing working into us. So that He would have His bride ready. And I really, really want to live by the Lord's mercy that this life of the King. And, and, and you know that when we look at the Lord and we submit ourselves to Him, truly the kingdom of God is in our midst. And we can experience the peace, joy, and the love in the Holy Spirit. So it's just a, such a wonderful time that we have. Good morning, my name is Evelyn. Um, I didn't bring my notes. But um, what stands out to me is that um, I can remain silent um, because of the things that I've seen and heard. Um, this conference really shook me up. And I really feel I'm forever changed. Um, but some things that really stood out to me is um, the matter of being a bond servant. Sometimes I feel like in the Christian life, sometimes we don't fully understand some things. And the Lord... Um, during the journey, the Lord clarified those things. And one thing is the in the conference is that um, I understood what first love is. Um, when I was very little, I used to love serving people. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, you just want to serve. But I feel like as I grew up, I started counting the costs. And during the conference, um, I learned that when you are in love with Jesus, 
you don't care what you're doing, you don't count the cost for him or for other people. Then that really touched me. Um, other things, um, I don't because I don't have my notes right now, I don't fully remember. But I just want to declare again that I love my master and I don't want to go free. And I also had the privilege with my family to attend to the conference. I have to echo my brother Richard's impression that, that it felt like heaven on earth and for a, a wonderful week. And it's, it's really difficult to single out anything. It felt like a very full week. So the theme was the king and the kingdom. And the impression that I got is that each of the three brothers, Brother Kong, Brother Lance, and Brother Dana, each of them, they really covered a, a, a different angle of the same, of the same matter. So it's kind of difficult to single out, but there was a, a, a sort of, as I was considering how to respond, there was a, a sort of impression in my heart. And, and I want to share on that, and for you to understand, just give you a little bit of the background, put it in context. Based on what we heard during that week. So Brother Dana, he, he was his responsibility was to share on the king. And much of his sharing was based on Isaiah chapter six. Is that vision when Isaiah sees the Lord highly exalted? He has a vision of the king. And of course, that is a pivotal, uh, is, is a critical moment in his life and his whole ministry. And, and our brother said that uh, his point over and over is that whenever we see the king, 
that's it. it, it something will change forever. And it's very clear, if you remember that chapter 6 of Isaiah, that that's exactly his experience. He sees the king, such a glorious king, holy king, angels, the seraphims are there surrounding the throne. And those seraphims there, they don't consider themselves worthy to be before such king. And Isaiah immediately sensed how unworthy he is, how sinful he is. And you remember, he says, woe is me. And something our brother said, which really touched me, is that there, when there is a vision of the king, there are sort of two sides that will go hand in hand. On the one hand, yes, when we see who he is, we immediately see how, how we lack, how far below we are. But in the vision, if you remember, as soon as he sees the king, and, and as soon as he sees his unworthiness, then one of the seraphims, he touches his lips with that coal from the altar. And, and he hears that voice, your, your, your sin is forgiven. And our brother was making the point that, yes, on the one hand we see our unworthiness. On the other hand, what a grace there is there in the throne. It's like, yes, we are unworthy, but what grace is available to us that draws us to Him? Is the grace that enables Isaiah to even respond to the call, who shall I who shall I send? And Isaiah, as conscious as he was of his that he was undone, that he was unworthy, he's immediately enabled by that same vision to say, Yes, send me. So during the conference, that was a lot, throughout the whole, all those days, that was a lot of what was going on in my heart. I felt that the Lord was so graciously, so wonderfully revealing something of Himself. Revealing that He wants us to be, can you believe that? Us in that kingdom? And we cannot help but see that we, we are not quite fit for such a kingdom, let alone that king. And yet, what grace is available for us 
Our brother Lance, he, he shared on the character of the king. And his point, kind of his, the main thing that he said over and over is this. The character of the kingdom is nothing but the character of the king himself. So he shared on several aspects of the character of the Lord Jesus. He spoke on his love. He spoke on his compassion. He spoke of his humility. And, and I must confess, as our brother shared, uh, I felt that is the most precious vision that we can help have is the moral glory of our Lord Jesus. What a, king, what a king we have. He spoke on his faithfulness. He is the one that will never, ever let us go. I think the way he put it is, he will stick to us. You know, I, I must confess, I wouldn't stick. I don't stick by myself. I wouldn't stick to myself <laughs> you know, if I were the Lord. And yet, He will not let, let us go. What a, what a faithfulness is that. And as our brother shared, I, I couldn't help but see a glimpse, a little one, how glorious is our Lord. Actually, Dana, I have to say this as well. He made a, a, a wonderful point. He said that uh, sometimes when we hear about this matter of seeing the Lord and having a vision of the Lord, we sometimes can be kind of misled to think that it's, you know, you have to be in that ecstasy is an ecstatic thing and you're going to see with your eyes the angels flying around, you know, and the fireworks and all, you know, all the shining. But his point was that oftentimes the, 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 the more, most common way that we see the Lord is actually in His Word. And as we see him in his word revealed by his Holy Spirit, it's something, his words, it's even more powerful than that, that ecstatic vision that Isaiah had in chapter 6. Alright, enough for our context. Let me go to the impression on my heart. I was praying during the conference, Lord, have dealings with me, have transactions with me, and of course with all of us.
In other words, Lord, we are having by your grace this wonderful vision of you, your purpose, your kingdom. So Lord, translate that into practical actions so my life can be in a daily basis under that kingdom. And I share with a brother in those wonderful times that we had of fellowship, heaven, heaven on earth, right? I share my experience. Oftentimes, I see the Lord in such a wonderful way in conferences and other venues. And then I go back to my busy day-to-day to my routine and how often it seems that that vision slowly starts to dim. It is almost to say there is absolutely no problem in the Lord revealing Himself how graciously and how often He does that. But oh, to remain, oh, to abide in what we've seen in Himself. So the Lord brought to my heart something that our brother Kong spoke in a, as a key for that practical remaining and abiding in our wonderful King. Uh, as many brothers mentioned, our brother, one of his, uh, in my estimation, one of his main burdens was to share on doing violence for ourselves as one of the keys to take the kingdom. And of course, just to clarify, I don't want to misinterpret what our brother said. We're talking about the experience side of the equation. In our position, we were all that belonged to him, wonderfully transferred from the power of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son. But how can I now live daily in the reality that Jesus is indeed my Lord and King in everything in my daily life? So his point was that many times, of course, my will will clash with my King's will. Okay, time to do violence to myself and say no to myself and yes to my king. See, take some violence on our part to ourselves, not to others, right? But it takes some violence to do that. So I was thinking that, uh, of course, the Holy Spirit will, on our daily walk, He will point his finger, so to speak, reverently, to areas when I need to do violence to myself to follow my king. 
But what came to my heart is that there are some uh, areas that all of us, if you went to the conference or if you didn't, all of us must do on a daily basis violence to ourselves. There are some basic disciplines, if I could use this word, that have to be a reality on a daily basis on my life. And I'm thinking on myself, I'm sharing my heart. So it's not for anyone, just for myself. So uh, my Lord, uh, our Lord reminded me how, how I need to do violence to set aside serious time to be at His feet in His Word every day. See, it's like that, how can that vision remain real? Otherwise, the vision may become exactly like the old manna, right? That is, okay, it's, it's no longer fresh. And the Lord reminded me that because sometimes in my life, in my busy schedule, I, I'll cut corners. Okay, I'll read my, the word of the Lord, but it's, you know, that kind of short, brief thing that is not exactly being at His feet. Or the discipline sometimes of waking up a little earlier to be, to have, or whatever. Remember, I don't want, sometimes we make a law of that. Remember our brother Christian saying from here that it's not necessarily waking earlier, but setting aside quality time with those. Another thing that the Lord sort of spoke to my heart is how can I respond is not letting things of this world to become an entanglement in my, in my daily walk. And in those lines, our brother Stephen said something like that to me was a, a gem. And I, I close with this because I know that today there are no signs. That's what, well, I, I guess I'll abuse that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I close here. Our brother mentioned the ten virgins. Right? Our brother shared on the ten virgins. And he made a suggestion that is never as explicit in the parable as he suggested. But rang, how true it rang in my heart as, as soon as he spoke. So if you remember, the, the ten virgins, the ten had lamps, the ten were virgins. And his point is that the ten, this points to Christians in, you know, in, in, in biblical language. 
And the, the main difference is not that ten, five were virgins and five were not. That's not the difference. The difference is that five of them had extra oil in a vessel. Those are the five wise. The five foolish did not. They had lamps, all had, but the five foolish did not have the extra oil in their vessels. And here's what our brother suggested that is not as explicit in the in the in the parable. He said something to the effect that perhaps those vessels of those foolish virgins, they were filled with other treasures. Perhaps they were filled with gold or whatever treasure. But it was not oil, which speaks of the Holy Spirit. And that spoke to me. Oftentimes we need to do violence to ourselves, to deny ourselves of even good things that prevent us from being full of the Holy Spirit. So those are, those are the things I'm sharing that somehow impress my heart as how can I respond to so wonderful things the Lord showed it this week. I also want to uh, to share uh, my impression uh, the Lord put in my heart. Uh, my name is Isaac. Isaac um, actually, um, as a brother um, um, uh, Lucio just shared, uh, my sharing is very short. So it's actually uh, just one point in his, among his sharing. So the Lord also spoke to, uh, to me. Uh, during the conference, uh, the message is very rich. Brother uh, Dana mentioned about the king. Brother Lance Lambert mentioned about the character of the kingdom. And Brother Kong uh, talked about the, the church and the kingdom. And uh, the thing I, may, I want to share is that actually it's during the fellowship time. And we have very rich fellowship time. And then one brother kept sharing, uh, kept one brother who is facilitating kept sharing one key point. That is uh, how, after we receive the message, how this message can become real in our life. And uh, one thing I can, you know, summarize in my word is the time. Yeah, because we are so busy. 
I think everyone like it is our own thing, the things of the world. And but the key thing that this can become reality in our life is that we spend time before at the feet of the Lord Jesus. I think the Lord speaks to me on this point. As the brother said, we need to discipline the violence for ourselves. Set a time apart. And be disciplined and be boldly. And to hear him, unless we hear him, unless we abide in him, we cannot, uh, we, are, we have no direction, we cannot live in the reality of the kingdom.
what you guys are your touch. Um, I was very touched by um, Brother Lance Lambert, especially to touch upon the character of kingdom. Pastor, um, um, <coughs> character of king, excuse me, character of kingdom. Uh, he said that um, 那个, uh, um, 我们, 我们要, 要住在kingdom里面, 我们一定要有king的characters. 如果, if we want to live in the kingdom, we must have king, uh, king's character. He spoke on three points, and it was very helpful to me. He talked about the love of the king. But I asked the question, are these characters my own character or are they God's character? Actually, as human beings, we will have somewhat these characters. But, but when we want to enter the kingdom of God, Especially when Brother Kwan talked about overcomer, I just felt like I was just helpless, just I have no help, no avail. But Brother Lance Lambert also talked about God's faithfulness. He used a lot of the Old Testament uh, things to encourage me. He used Abraham, Jacob, Jacob, David, David. And I was like, actually, I'm still with hope. During a fellowship time, the words that we hear today are our responsibility. I thank the Lord that I was able to hear these words. I was hoping that the Lord, my character will slowly be transformed into the character that he desires.
Good morning, Brothers and Sisters. My name is David. Um, I brought my family up from Florida to go to the conference. And then we've been there for a number of years. And once again, uh, it is that message that touched our hearts that was spoken there. No, having been living in Orlando quite a number of years and being so close to the to the worldly Disney, we tend to celebrate princesses. And often we have shift our focus from princesses, from the kings that we need to worship, we start worshiping princesses. And uh, once again, the Lord has used the message to speak to me, to point us upward to, to heaven to see the king and not the princesses. And it is such a reality that uh, I speak to my, for myself. I mean, Having grown up in a spiritual family, in a Christian family, uh, at times we become callous. Often the message does not come across as fresh as there used to be when we started that walk, with that journey with Jesus. At times we even become evaluators of the message, we score the messages. That's because we lost focus. That's because we have lost focus. The Lord once again spoke to me saying that uh, there is a need for transformation. And now one of the brothers was sharing during the, during the fellowship time is the transformation is often done and occurring while in, in the valleys, not on the mountain tops. Now when we uh, have this wonderful sky, sunny, but we're in the shadow, valley shadow of death. It, it is painful. It is uh, uh, something that, uh, like what brother said, something we apply violence to ourselves. But just the Lord Jesus Himself, He was the servant king. He came to serve. And we cannot have other pattern for our living other than to serve one another. Therefore, my prayer is for the Lord to continue that transformation in me, in, the, in my family, and overall in God's people. Because um, I believe the return of the Lord's eminence. And uh, you come face to face with us. 
Are we ready for that? Are we those five wise virgins? Or are we those who will be locked down in the darkness? I think the message was very clear. Uh, and I hope that the message will resonate in everybody's heart, including mine. To really have this walk that's a real walk, not just something of a routine, but it's a living walk with Jesus Christ and growing in that reality in Him. When Brother and Sister were sharing, I was reminded of hymn 302. Maybe we can turn to that. I'd like us actually to be able to sing through this hymn. It's quite long, many verses, but if you read through this hymn, I think it can somewhat, not perfectly, but somewhat have that thought of what was shared today. Even in verse 1, Hast thou heard him, seen him, known him? Is thine a captured heart? As the fairest of thousands own him, joyful choose the better part. Thou art the fairest of thousands to me. Seize thou my heart, cause my blind eyes to see. Crushing all idols, with joy I crown thee as the fairest of thousands to me. Throughout this hymn, it even talks about these idols and crushing the idols. Talked about, or brothers and sisters talked about doing violence, crushing all idols. And we talked about the king. With joy, I crown thee. So let's, when we sing this hymn, let's pay attention to these words. Especially in light to, of what was shared today by brothers and sisters. And may we respond to whether we have, when we have heard him, seen him, and known him. So let's sing from verse 1 through verse 7.
thank the Lord for these wonderful testimonies that we were able to hear today. Lord, our prayer and our desire is that we can we can even respond to what was shared today. Lord, once we have heard you, once we have seen you, once we have known you, Lord, may our hearts indeed be captured for you forever. May we learn in a very practical way, even to do violence to ourselves. May we crush everything that keeps us from you. And may we with much joy crown you as our king. Because there is no kingdom without a king. And Lord, we want, Lord, your character in us. Lord, do continue to speak to us. Do continue to capture our hearts. Do continue to draw a response from us unto you. We thank you for these wonderful words of encouragement and testimony of you. We pray that you would continue to do your work in our midst. And we will see the king and his kingdom. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. We're dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>